Hello and welcome to the Connection Podcast. I'm Eloise Skye, certified bad bitch, here to bring a little more connection <laughs> to the world through conversations about what it means to connect and be connected in a world that is so often disconnected. I am so excited to welcome my first guest ever onto the show, Eremias Corona, otherwise known as Mias. So, Mias, you didn't submit a bio, so I'm going to take this opportunity to say a few words about you from my perspective. <laughs> all right, all right. Mias is a tailor by trade, but he is so much more than that. He is an artist, a visionary, a photographer, videographer, creative soul, bringing beauty to the world with everything he touches. His Instagram is lit with beautifully moving content. He is also the host of the Vegan Cookie Review podcast, artful conversations that share people's stories while also reviewing vegan cookies. All of this falls under his brand, Me Slash Us, which connects art and beauty into everyday life. We have connected through a group program that we were both in, and it's definitely one of those situations where our paths never would have crossed otherwise, but I'm so glad that they did. So without further ado, Welcome, Mias, and thank you so much for agreeing to be my first guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, uh, let's clip it. I'm using that. <laughs> well, at this point, just say that there's a little bit of a delay between the two of us, so if it feels, if I, I'm going to edit it the best that I can, but if it seems like it's awkward, we're actually not awkward people. <laughs> it's just, it's just us thinking yes sure <laughs> um okay so i just wanted to start um really by touching on the the art side of thing you know you are obviously yeah. an artist at heart anyone that sees anything that you do was is like that man is an artist so what has that journey been like for you uh the journey has been pretty long <laughs> I'll say uh, it started when I was a kid and just having the opportunities to feed into things that I saw that like caught my eye. Um, for example, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so when I was in middle school, <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm about to ask you if you have middle school over there in Australia. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do you? Um, not, not really. Like, it depends on the school that you go to. So, like, some private schools have middle school, which is year, like, seven and eight. So that's when you're about, like... 13 14 or maybe like 12 13 for those two years but most schools go from preschool so when you're like five or six up until grade seven so when you're like 13 and then the high school is like 13 to 17 is usually when you graduate it's way different yeah over there, so pretty much same yeah. around the world oh, oh it is okay no okay. that's actually pretty much exactly the oh, same. oh okay <laughs> Right. Okay. All right. So, so it happened in middle school. Let's let's go. Let's uh, let me go back onto. <laughs> so anyway, and so in middle school, uh, I had the opportunity to go to a middle school that had like a lot of different um, like elective classes. So there was wood shop and um, 
the car one where people work on cars and just a lot of different things that you can pick. And that was really exciting because I got to your, your first year in middle school, you get to kind of sample all of them. And then your second year you choose two or something. So I, my second year I chose wood shop and TV broadcasting, which was super fun. And TV broadcasting is where I first learned how to edit and use a video camera. Um, and then Woodshop was just super fun too. And then as I grew up into the person that I am today, now I do construction and photography and gardening and all that stuff. So it's it's been – it's felt like recently it's felt like I'm just – playing a video game as an adult where I get to collect as many skills as I possibly can and then see how that makes my life really fun. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I, I feel like that's something that we can sometimes judge, you know, that saying, and I know that I've spoken about this before, like on Instagram, the saying of a jack of all trades and a master of none but what no one talks about is that the second part mm. of the phrase is actually but a jack of all trades is often better than a master of one and so in our society people are like why why can't you just stick to one thing like this person's all over the place they did this now they're doing that like do they even know like what the fuck they're doing but I think that, and that has certainly been my experience from doing corporate stuff, teaching Pilates, teaching meditation, doing sound healing, like energy healings, um, intuitive work, astrology, coaching, all of these things. And now I'm really starting to be like, you know what? That's a really beautiful mix of, of skills that are, that are going to, that help me in so many ways and that allow me to be able to help people in more ways than just one. You know, because I can look at the physical stuff. I can look at the energetic stuff. I can look at the mental stuff. I can, you know, teach meditation. All of those things. Mm, and so yeah, I like that. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, don't let <laughs> people's idea that you just need to, like, choose the one thing and then do it forever. Because that is such crap. But that's kind of where our society gears us. Because I think, I kind of think that eventually it just wants us to be miserable. <laughs> which is what happens most of the time if you if you only restrict yourself to one thing if you feel like you can't if you're confined for some people that is um they do need that like they will thrive in that environment but not everyone and so you know don't beat yourself up and feel like a piece of shit because you're like so multi-skilled and you're even if you haven't quite figured out how you're gonna tie it all together you know it's interesting how i mean talk of the subject of connectivity right hmm. For me, being someone who overthinks, I can do gardening and see how the process of maybe doing a bathroom remodel is actually similar to the process of everything else. Or I, I think construction is kind of the overall theme of everything we do because it's design, build, and then connect. And it's tear down something old rebuild it make sure it's good uh get it all done and finished enjoy it and then 10 years later do it again or something you know and with gardening i started doing gardening and i was thinking oh i design how i want this to look in my head where i want everything to be planted 
prep the soil, whatever plant, you know, you see it grow, you have to feed the, you have to water it. And then you get this return of, sometimes it's a small return, but you know, I'm still a new gardener, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) so with that, do you, and your, how do you see kind of things connecting in your field? Cause for me, you know, something like how you were talking about the different things you do is kind of foreign to me. So how do you see like the different fields that you've interacted with connect with each other? Mm, That's really interesting because I like, since you just asked me that, like, so you take construction and you kind of apply that framework or you can see that framework applying to a million different things, right? I don't see things that way because I don't really know anything about construction, but what you've just said like makes a lot of sense. But for me, kind of similarly, I see everything on like a mind, body, soul level. So it's the same thing. Mm. I see it as like all of these things needing to operate together needing to be on board needing to be on the same page Um, because a lot of the time one problem that we have one issue is maybe a symptom or a part of like this whole bigger landscape of um, you know when we have uh, when we're going through challenging times a lot of the times it manifests in our body we might get tight backs we might get like tight shoulders and so there's things that you can do on like a physical both a physical and an energetic point of view to like resolve that tension um and and vice versa as well as like all of the emotions and things that that are stored in the body um so it's really interesting that you raised that and also with what you shared i was thinking that um i hadn't really thought of that before that we do life is a process of you know kind of working out what you want or being like that doesn't work anymore let's renovate let's remodel let's like you know tear this out fix that fix that fix this but then i also feel like there's a part of us that's like more willing to do that with like our bathroom or our garden than with ourselves and with our own lives (laughs) to be like this isn't working let like how can we (laughs) refurbish this shit (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think you summed it up pretty well, though. I, I mean, that's so true. I, I think it goes like how you said at the beginning of it's easier for us sometimes to see how others write a bio for somebody else than it is to write our own Instagram captions or our own content. Uh, but I think it just, I think it plays into every part of your life. It's not just a one-sided thing and it's so awesome that this podcast is even being created by you because connectivity i mean it's literally everything we've talked about so far you know it's just so like intrinsic yes i have sat on this idea for probably about three years and i was shocked that no one had taken this concept of this title for a podcast. Like I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Because you know, ideas are like in the collective conscious. And if you don't act on it, someone yeah, else will. Yeah. And I sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And then I was just like, okay, this needs, just needs to happen. Um, and yeah, I think it, it is kind of like just going back to that sort of, you know, remodeling bathrooms, remodeling our lives. Yeah. A lot of the time we, it is difficult to see, ourselves from an outside perspective which is then why you need to get 
the construction worker the architect the designer to to like come and look at what can be done um or like a coach uh in my case in terms of like what i do it's like sometimes we do need that support um and i think sometimes we can be resistant to getting that support as well but it's like once you have it once you have someone write the beautiful bio for you you're like shit like yeah, I can, I can see everything. I can see everything that I do. I can see all the blind spots. I can see how, how much potential there is in this space and, and what I can do with my garden and um, all of the things. So I think that there is something to be said about the connection that other people outside of us have to us to be able to see things that we can't. You know, a lot of the times we can be like, mm-hmm. this is my life, like only I know my life intimately, but... There's there's a lot of blind spots in there as well. Yeah. I love it. So, how did you land on the concept of me, us? Like, how <laughs> did that evolve from your trade as a tiler? Or was that always part of the plan? Um, or are you just someone that always wanted to... <laughs> Oh, there's a little <laughs> plug. I did actually want to say that one of the other things that Mias does is he sells dope merch. The sunflower sweater, I love so much. Um, so yeah, get on that. We'll, we'll put a little, a little link in the show notes um, because it's all really just beautiful. Everything you do is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And meaningful as well. <clears throat> Uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's it's uh, an honor to hear such kind words, especially from stuff that like I genuinely enjoy. Like the merch thing is something I have so much fun with that doesn't make me like any money. <laughs> like it's literally costing me so much to make stuff, but it's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it sounds like you need to raise, increase your prices, son. You, well, you know what's hard. You know what's hard about that is that I love doing it so much that I come up with that design for and I. Okay, listen, Eloise, I've gotten a lot smarter about this. So when I first, so when I first did the the my merch, I did my my logo. Uh, that's my, that's a different one, but. That, there it is, my logo. So I did my logo on work shirts, on Carhartt shirts, which if everybody knows Carhartt, they're like a big name for construction. And I got these pocket tee Carhartt shirts. Um, and I screen printed my logo on the back, which, if it, again, if anybody knows anything about screen printing, it's usually I think it's like if it's a multicolored print, you have to do uh, – one screen for every color that you have in your design so for for mine it's just two colors it's white and then orange but i had to do two uh screens anyway it's like it's just funny (laughs) so did that on a bunch of carhartt shirts and was like yo i'm gonna sell all these shirts like i'm it's so sick and did it and just went way too deep way too quick which is a funny pun for anybody out there that has that kind of humor but uh didn't work out like had all these (laughs) had all these shirts left over that like i was like not even at one point i'm just like well i just want all my friends to have these so i ended up with a bunch of leftovers and I learned from that. So now when I do my merch, I make one design of it for myself. And then if somebody else wants it, 
I'll either give it to them as like a gift or some sometimes like so now because I'm doing just one someone will hit me up and be like how can I how can I buy this and then I say okay you know I'll make one and then they can they can purchase it which is way better way of doing it than I first did it but I still just have like two three ideas and then I'll just spend a bunch of money to make them because I love them but it's way less now I'm it's way less bad than it was when I first started uh so to answer your original question of how am I doing today now um the, how did I how did I get to my name? Um, so my name is is Hedemius, and when I when I definitely didn't my, say that right in the intro. <laughs> you said Mias right, so that's what counts. Um, my friend's daughter when she was when she was a a baby, she couldn't pronounce it, and so she started calling me Mias, and that's where my nickname came from. So she just said, Mias, Mias, and everybody started calling me Mias. And when I came up with the name for my company, I was like, what do I call this? And I was trying to think of ideas, and I thought, oh, what about Mias? Something with Mias. And the way you pronounce Mias is like M-E-U-S. And so I thought, oh, me us that'll be easy for people to remember how to pronounce my name and i didn't really think too much about the meaning behind it i just thought oh connection us and me and whatever and then that's how i came up with the name and it sort of took on a lot greater meaning as time went on did you always like how did you get into tiling right obviously that's a very practical thing so you had like the the woodwork yeah. wood shop which sounds like wood chop so you were building stuff with wood right you weren't chopping wood <laughs> <laughs> correct english is a complicated language um that as well as like the um i want to say news anchoring what is wrong with my brain the the broadcasting um, in school. So did you kind of see that and say, cool, yeah. I want to do something that's really practical and I want to do something that's really creative and I'm going to like go down these two paths and do the photography, do the tiling and then, you know, kind of see what happens. No, you're shaking your head violently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's interesting because when I got out of high school, I just didn't know what I wanted to do, really. And photography was the only thing that I had kind of done as a teenager and started to have a passion for. But I saw photography as not a practical thing to pursue because straight out of high school, how do you, how do you, what, like, I'm going to be a photographer. Like, what does that mean? What does that entail? And Instagram was like, pretty new i mean it was pretty it was had been around but still it was like not to where it was where it is today um so i just kind of didn't know what i wanted to do but i knew that college wasn't for me because i was self-aware enough to say i don't want to pick something just to pick something and then waste a bunch of time pursuing something that i'm not even going to be happy with so I figured I'm just going to start working wherever there's an opportunity and it happened to be at some construction place and that's where I learned construction and figured out what 
field of construction I liked, which we were doing a lot of demolition and I hated it. And most of the people were not happy that you were there because they were, we were like cleaning like mold and water damage and they were just like frustrated. So I found tiling and met some guy who did it and was like, Oh, I love this. I would like to learn how to do this and went down that path and loved it and just kept building my knowledge of that and through time as you keep learning and then you start doing projects on your own you learn a little bit of electrical here and then a little bit of plumbing and then a little bit of framing and as you keep going you just kind of build 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 and that's kind of how I got to the point where I started my own construction business and then photography has just always been the thing that has been my first passion and video editing. So it's just something I've always had opportunities with friends and brands and people. So it's given my life a lot of variety, which, like you said, that's the way to do it uh, for people like me. Mm. Yeah, and... When I see your work, your tiling work on Instagram, everything that you do, like you do it as an art. You're not just there like putting stuff like it is amazing. It's total bathroom porn. So everyone check out Mia's Instagram <laughs> if that turns you on. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that certainly, I mean, you're, you are, um, I would say, significantly younger than me but our generate probably you're probably like around the cutoff of this kind of generation though where like social media wasn't as it wasn't like it is now right if you are someone that has a business has something to sell if you're doing photography just get on instagram and you know you can you can get traction you can make it happen whereas for us like it's was kind of unheard of, like unimaginable that you could just do something like that. So we all thought that we had to go and get degrees and like get someone to show us how and, and all of these things. But the world is so much more open now if you just take that leap of faith. Um, I know another guy who's a photographer and he he was actually a musician beforehand. He was in this band um, who like did like kind of mm -hmm. okay, not like number one charts but like you know they had songs people knew who they were and but it never kind of got to the next level and I remember saying to him like if you're a musician it's kind of dependent on finding someone who's going to back you and finding someone who's going to like put you out there who's going to send you on tour who's going to do all those things to you but if you're a photographer or if you're like selling something um that's not even a service like if you just start putting yourself out there on social media people will be like I really like your style. Like, I like this guy. I want this guy to take my photo. Um, and you're not dependent on anyone else. It's just your ability to back yourself and kind of run with it. Um, which is, you know, I think for anyone that has those dreams or those, those desires, all you need is an iPhone and an Instagram account. I do genuinely believe that. Yeah, I actually have a interesting like thought on that to present to you. So I'd love I to think hear it. that also there's something to I think that there's something to say about 
the tangible like art world and the tangible and the the things that are not mainstream and this also goes for just my character i like indie stuff and underground and i don't know just off-brand stuff anyway there's something to be said for me i think it's really important to have a website i think it's really important to have something that is physical to represent your art so for me that stands with like my merch and photo prints that I do or photo books or whatever like I always love making physical things and especially with construction that's easy because everything you make is tangible uh because I just think that when you bet a hundred percent on something that it's kind of a it's it's I don't want to say an unsafe place to be but it just makes me personally feel uncomfortable to have everything in this one thing. And I think that also is apparent in how I've done, you know, photography and then gardening and then construction, learned plumbing, learned this, like something about having that variety. And I'm sure for you too, it's like, just doing one thing. Maybe you were like, well, but if I can do the three other things, right. Uh, I don't know that that's always just something that I've thought about, especially, especially I really thought about that when Instagram crashed, like not that long ago for like four hours and everybody freaked out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I certainly agree with that, that you cannot, you cannot build your business on Instagram. You do need to have a way to be able to contact your clients, your customers and, the best way to do that is via an email list, but it can be, it can be like a whole Mm. other thing to get people enrolled into your email list. Um, because you need to be offering them something and you need to be communicating with them regularly. Sometimes I get emails from, I don't know, lists that I've signed up ages ago. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? Like, I don't even know who they are, what their deal is. And sometimes people change their (laughs) name, they change their brand. And, you know, so that's, that's like part of the business, and the strategy of like finding that security. Um, And I like what you said, like I hadn't thought of it in that way of like having something physical to represent the intangible, you know, to like, if you say I'm an artist, people like, well, what kind of artist, blah, blah, blah. But if you're like, this is what I create and you can show something, give them something, or they can buy like a postcard or a print or whatever, then, you know, they can see what you do. But then I think that as well, through creating content um, and sharing your ideas, those things do kind of land and embed in people maybe in a different way to a physical product. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like, it's a respect that I have for, like that. that is very easily said for my, for me, because as an artist and someone that creates physical things, right? It's like, oh, okay, I've gotten maybe very like, few direct people hit me up on instagram and be like i'd like to hire you it's usually word of mouth it's like friend tells their friend a neighbor tells their neighbor a neighbor goes over to someone's house and is like i love this where who did you use uh but yet at the same time there's that balance of there's people whose livelihoods are booming because of these tools so it's like a beautiful thing 
uh, all around. Like, I respect, like, all of it. I, I, yeah, that's what I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that there is that, um, you know, that balance. Because some people certainly do focus a lot on the follower numbers. And, and so we can put so much effort and time into building and creating this thing into making content that it like it doesn't really give you any return like what you said like i don't really get people i mean i connect with people that follow me like i've definitely made friends through instagram and other yeah. things but most of the people that come to me that actually want to like be a client or be a customer is through other things mm -hmm. that i've done that are more i don't want to say more engaging but more um you know, I think a lot of people on social media are just there to consume. They're just there to distract and to yeah. like num 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 like all of the content, <laughs> and they're not in the mindset of like, how can this serve me? They're like, oh, cool, cool idea, cool story, bro, and then they'll like scroll on to like five hundred <laughs> other pages and then they'll go to bed and f and forget about it. They'll forget about all of it and everything that they saw. Yeah. Um, but also circling back to that element of like really diversifying your skills and, and the safety thing. Um, I totally get that because like when I left my, my corporate career, I was like, I want to help people. I, I've had these really profound experiences through um, doing Pilates from an injury that I had uh, to meditation as well. Cause I used to be in like a, stressful corporate job and I was like and I want to help people so that's what I'm going to do and that felt like a really 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 big leap for me because you know going from like this very corporate job to like teaching Pilates teaching meditation it was like well, what the fuck is that going to look like like you, I didn't have any role models for that or, or even think it was possible and so that's slightly less tangible right because you don't have that that stable paycheck but then you are still physically doing something. And then so from going to that, to then being completely like online service-based as a coach and doing like astrology work as well, that has been like the bridge between the two. And so sometimes you need to kind of like dabble in all of these areas in order to take you to where you ultimately need to go. Um, hmm. But I have felt more recently that I do want to refine more to be more clear about what it is that I'm offering about what it is that I'm doing about how it is that I can serve you. Like, yes, I do all these things and I've like gathered all of these experiences, but I used to feel this pressure to be like, well, I'm a Pilates teacher and this and that, and I've done all these qualifications and like list them out. And it's like, no one actually cares about all of that stuff. They just want to know how you can help them in this moment. So it's like, maybe there comes a point where you say this is just like this beautiful mixed bag of gifts and skills that I have to offer um, and that using the safety of the little baby steps of the little lily pads of having the physical things and then eventually like for me mm -hmm. again like taking the leap into being completely online service based felt terrifying in the same way that leaving corporate to teach Pilates and meditation did as well. So it's like maybe one day there's enough safety to be like, you know what, I am just going to be a photographer. I am just going to like do this thing that I have no idea how, but I have enough faith in myself that, that it can, it can happen or, or as you do to have this beautiful mix and to show everyone that everything is connected and that 
you know, we can have beauty in our lives through our bathrooms, through how we live, through our art, through what we wear, through our merchandise and all of these things. I think for me, it's always been really important to showcase that because mm. like you were saying, I heard it in a podcast once, so this is definitely an idea that's out there that I'm sort of restating, but it really hit me when I heard it, and I was like, yo, that is that is so good. So it's basically this idea that, like Eloise, you are the Pilates uh, connoisseur that does astrology and also has a background in corporate world. Like, these combinations that y you as a person kind of make up is unique incredibly unique and showcasing that to say hey i'm i'm the only and not the only but like i'm a unique person who is a gardener on the side that does bathroom kitchen remodels who's also a great photographer videographer that you know so these things that make us this this being to me feel like something I need to fully showcase because I believe that nobody is just the one thing, right? We're all these different things, but for some reason we want to, we want to close it into one thing and be like, Oh, I just, I, I can help you, uh, better your life through chart readings or whatever. Sorry if I messed that up, but, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I love that. And you know what, that actually kind of like, really brings together so much of what we spoke about in such a beautiful way, because I think what you're saying is it's celebrating the multidimensionality. You know, mm -hmm. we are these things, you know, you can be spiritual, you can swear, you can listen to rap music, you can like, do all of these things like you don't just have to be yeah. someone that like, sits in retreat all the time and like only wears white clothes. Um, like, <laughs> We can be everything, you know, you can be into fashion yeah. and be someone who's really mm -hmm. serving people in a deep way. You can like designer shit, you can like nice stuff, you can spend money on whatever the fuck you want to spend it on because it's yours and it's just energy and it circulates and we live in an abundant <laughs> world. But again, it's like society is kind of wants to put things in neat little boxes, like how it says... Yep you go to school, you choose your job, you do that for the rest of your life, which is why when we are, again, like I think some people probably feel this more than others and other people are just mm -hmm. like, sure, and, and they, they will have that one path. So there's room for everyone, but yes. for those yeah. of us that are very multidimensional and very multi-passionate, we can feel really confused. It can be really confusing. We can feel really <laughs> shitty about it because we're like, where is my place? Because I'm all of these things. If I want to be a spiritual teacher, mm -hmm. do I have to disown these parts of me? And you absolutely do not because we're all whole and we all do have something that is unique to bring to the table. You know, if you are, um, you know, I have a bit of a potty mouth and I, I, I swear a little bit, although I'm working on it, you know, like that's going to resonate. That's not going to resonate with people that don't like it, but it's going to resonate <laughs> with people that are like, you know what? This bitch keeps it real. <laughs> <laughs> she speaks my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with, with celebrating all of that. It's a beautiful thing.
What does connection mean to you? I think connection for me shows up in just like every part of life and i i i mean this is why i'm so excited to be on this podcast and why i'm so excited that you're making this podcast because it's been something that's just so close to my heart because i've seen how life connects over and over and over again from your past chapters that you've had to go through these maybe difficult times and all of a sudden you're over here going You know, I really at the moment didn't want this to happen over here, but yet now looking back on this chapter, I'm so glad that it is connected to me and still a part of my story because otherwise I wouldn't have this full emotional experience and be this full emotional person that I am. I think that's really beautiful. That, you know, makes me think of, I just, I love the quote. I can't remember who it's by, but it is, Life is to be lived forwards and understood backwards. And, you know, if you're going through a process, and that's that's what life is, it's a series of processes, and some of them are more challenging than others. And if you can't, you know, sometimes it takes a really long time for us to be able to look back and understand. You know, it, like if, if there is not that understanding, it's just more time. That's what I believe um, with anything that I say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Um, because time really does, it's healing, but at the same time, we do also need to do our, our own inner work. You know, it's not going to do all of the heavy lifting for us if we're not processing our emotions. I, I mean, do am I allowed a question? Yeah, uh, of course. I, this is no, no, I, I know, but I just, space. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> I think it's the it's the lag. I'm like, okay, do I jump in? And, <laughs> uh, but hey, we're making it work. It's coming out great. Um, what do you feel like for you personally? And you know, if you feel comfortable answering or however you want to answer, is like the most I want to say maybe difficult or painful thing that you've experienced that later on down the line you kind of have worked through the healing like you said and then now you have a different uh perspective on yeah so i do share this story occasionally um oh like it could take a very long time but i'll just give Mm -hmm. you like the brief the brief rundown um but basically um when i was living in london I came back here for a holiday and I met a guy and, you know, I won't go into like the ins and outs of that situation, but basically, um, it was like very intense romance. And then I had to leave and go back to London. There was always this like, will I go back? Will I not? Blah, blah, blah. And again, for like various reasons that I won't go into, it was very, very, you know, it just like cut me Mm. wide open. You know, it just was very, very, emotional having that distance like trying to like wanting to be with this person but I could not bring myself to come back I still had things that I kind of wanted to finish off in London I was going on all these like holidays and stuff that I had planned and you know like it was sad for us both but I was also kind of the one that was steering the shot the the ship because I wasn't going to move back um 
and so I had to live with that. There was the, so there was like all of these layers as to like why this was a very like emotionally difficult situation. And over the probably like a mm-hmm. like year year and a half, like I didn't see him. Um, I was I was so sad. Like I've never been more sad in my entire life. Like I was just like not. Not in like a depressed way. I was just sad. I was like heartbroken because I couldn't work out how this thing was going to work. Spoiler alert, it didn't. (laughs) Um, And so then when like, and like I'd keep like trying to get over it. I'd like see other guys or whatever. And I just, I just could not, could not get over this. Anyway, um, from all of that sadness, so like I did come back to Australia, like I, I saw him one more time and like it, it didn't work out basically, um, which is a whole other story. But um, through mm. that sadness, through feeling so much, through crying so much over that time for being like so devastated, again, it like cracked my heart wide open to have so much more compassion mm. for people, for myself. Um, and that really made me the sensitive person that I am now, because before that, like I was very, like, I mean, I'm a Capricorn sun, so I can be pretty like direct. I can be pretty like ambitious, like fuck all the feelings, like let's just get it done. And that like almost shifted me into feeling so much into my feminine, to getting in touch with my emotions, into, um, having so much more empathy and, so I could understand and, and being able to connect with people on more of a heart level. So I understood that mm-hmm. pretty quickly, um, how much it changed me and kind of changed my relationships. And then like, even now, I mean, obviously I'm back in Australia now, but I'm like, it, it wouldn't, it, you yeah. know, that was part of the journey. It wouldn't have worked out with this guy, you know, like I always used to think even for like quite a, I mean, this probably happened like maybe, probably like six or seven years ago, but, but even up until not like super recently, but like, I think of this like sliding doors moment of like, what would have happened if I had just come back? Like, would we have been together? What would my life be like with him? Like all of that stuff. And and now I'm just like, you know, like I've been able to do all of these other things for all of these experiences that I would not have been able to do mm. if that had worked out. And so it, it did kind of serve that purpose into moving me into the person, um, that I am now and it's like that quote that is often misattributed to Rumi but I do believe that it's a quote by um I'm gonna the name is Isnayat something Khan um I'll put it in the show notes but I mean it, it's it's kind of like a Sufi proverb, proverb and both this guy and Rumi are both um Sufi masters uh, but God breaks the heart open again and again until it stays open. And like, I remember when I saw that, when I was kind of like going through this process and I was like, yeah, that is, that is what is fucking happening right now. I'm just like being blasted right open. So that's my story, the story of my life up until this point. <laughs> I love it. It was, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's, I don't know. <laughs> It's, 
Is it relatable? <laughs> I mean, I, I think... I, does this I, land? Does like... this land? Uh, yes, it does, 100%, because I think uh, a lot of us have <laughs> the same experiences in different forms, and there's so many times where when we're going through it, we feel like we're the mm. only ones. And again, to the connection thing, <laughs> like, you hear somebody say something, and I'm just listening to you talk, and I'm like, God, it's just bringing all these emotions from experience similar to yours and being like, yep, like there it is. Like somebody else has lived, you know, something similar to me and not the same in all the differences and complexities. Uh, But I think those moments when you're talking about it and when I'm feeling the relatableness of it, it's again, the like connection right it's the there's never gonna be just a me there's always gonna be us so there it is (laughs) (laughs) love it love it so good um yeah absolutely and like even though you know like even me sharing that story like in through the time i've known you like in our conversations like I, I don't talk about my emotions a lot, but it kind of, and like people that are listening to this or anyone that knows me, for me to be describing that sadness and like how how mm. much I cried and how like, like you know, you can be like, fuck, like she's been in that situation that I've been in as well. And sometimes, like you said, we, we go around being like, I'm the only one <laughs> yeah. that's sad. I'm the only one that's confused. I'm the only one that like, boo-hoo. And that's like the core of our humanness is to be able to like if you're on a train like with 50 people is to look at every single one of those and be like every single one of us cries and feels alone and you know gets turned on by certain things like there's all of these like threads that weave through us that connect us as humans and and you know we are often just looking at what is being presented in front of us and completely mm-hmm. forget about that. You know, you might have a coworker um, or someone that, that really like rubs you the wrong way. You don't like them. And it, you know, we can dehumanize them by being like, oh, that person's so <laughs> annoying, but it's like, but they, you know, they experience yeah. despair. They experience loss. They experience fear. Like they're probably, they're probably confused. They're probably just as fucking confused as all of the rest of us. Um, and sometimes when I remind myself with that, I'm, I'm able to, you know, really come back down to that connection, wanting to connect and, you know, just wanting to give everyone a big fucking hug. Right. Because when you're in those moments, when you're like crying in your bed, like, <laughs> and you're like, I'm so alone. We all feel that. And what do you think gets in the way of us being more connected to each other? I mean, it's it's a good question because I think it gets to the root of how can we come to more connection, right? It's like, how do you uh, have a more healthier life? Well, look at all the things that you're doing that are unhealthier, right? You, It's kind of those opposites to see what, what you're lacking, to see how you can gain what gets in the way of more connection, Ah, man, it's, I, I hate to even, I'm not even going to speak too much on it, like, and be like, oh, it's, you know, phones and social media, because I feel like I've already kind of, like, 
been a little like downer on on the Instagram or whatever, but <laughs> I think it's how you use it, right? I mean, like social media, right? You can say that that gets in the way of real life connections, right? But then also I've had some really meaningful and wildly synchronistic connections through because of social media right so it's how you use it i mean that's such a good question i really i'm at a loss for what what would be things that get in the way i mean i think like you said just closing off maybe people that are closed off or when you aren't open but i don't know what's your I, i'm curious to see what <laughs> if you have a better answer than um, me because i mean even when i asked the question i haven't haven't like I guess I have ideas and theories, but I think to kind of succinctly put it is that every, Uh like as we've covered, connection is such a broad topic and at every given moment in time, we have an opportunity to connect Mm. or disconnect from our bodies, from our intuition. You know, we know when we're overriding our intuition most of the time, connecting with another person, whether you smile at a stranger, whether you give them that compliment that you like their shoes or if you hold it back, you know? So what I really want to kind of encourage people through these conversations to do is to take those opportunities to connect because, you know, when you have that little interaction with someone, Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the bus stop or like in the, in the supermarket over the fruit and veg, like you, like you both walk away being like, with a little pep in your step and yeah. being and more likely to, to make that connection again. And I really do think that the disconnection, not only to other people, but also to ourselves and like all of the other things is really just a, a source of a lot of the suffering, a lot of the, the world's problems, and a lot of the situations that, you know, I mean, where we find things are now. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's to take the opportunity to connect rather than, ignoring it you know sometimes someone will ask you the time of day or directions and you'll be like i'm busy i can't like (laughs) and i mean there is always (laughs) that fine line you don't know if they're like trying to rob you right because that's a real thing as well and that's that's a problem that's a real that's a real shame (laughs) of where humanity is gone (laughs) yes you know okay and let's just let's just put this out there too. I mean, I for some reason I've been noticing the uh, things that men usually don't think about. <laughs> yes. Like wow! Yeah. Like I, we are. I think men need to acknowledge uh, <laughs> our privilege in so many situations like that's just something that i probably would never cross my mind like <laughs> if anybody's trying to like mug or attack or rob me like so but funny. also then i'm probably pretty susceptible please don't rob me <laughs> it it is true though like i have a i have a friend and he was telling me about this story he was traveling somewhere about like you know this this really like really attractive lady was like like befriended him and i knew exactly where the fuck he was going yes um yeah so so basically he did get robbed and like like i i knew exactly where the story was going from the second and he was like it got to like literally 
where she is like robbing him and he's like maybe she just needed money and then he's like obviously in hindsight now i know everything that was happening and i'm like so i mean oh my god it's not sometimes it's it's sometimes it's helpful sometimes it's a hint men huh (laughs) yeah they just yeah they get blindsided when they think that they're gonna get some action (laughs) take my money Wow, this really, really so, hot lady just, so just approached me. <laughs> yeah. But but there's also it beauty so... to being open to those to those connections. So it is it's like how do we tow that? Ah, uh, look at look at us just finding yeah, finding the just positives and everything, huh? <laughs> yeah. Life, isn't it? I like this is probably yeah this is probably why like I'm I'm it's funny like for most of the things that we say there's always that it's like yeah yeah social media however <laughs> I see the good and it's like always the respect for all spectrum of <laughs> you know stuff yeah everything has its place everything um, which is like kind of a whole a whole other yeah. tangent um, that I think we'll save for another day. Yeah, sorry if I'm like taking this left field. No. <laughs> there goes my microphone. Um, left field is, you know what? I think left left field is the best field. <laughs> Fuck the right field. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> like you said, like you're always drawn to things that are a little bit unique. It's like. I don't care about what's o- what's over there. I want what's over here. It's, it's like random hodgepodge. Amen. <sighs> so, Mias, it has yep. been a pleasure. Thank you so much for holding my hand through this first episode. We did have some tech issues, but I'm sure I will just fix those <laughs> you, in post-production. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, fi- no, we'll no fix worries. it in post. Yeah. Um, okay, so where can people find you? uh instagram baby <laughs> uh me us installation been taking a shit on instagram uh, check out my check out my website <laughs> i hope i hopefully it didn't like come off too much like that but um <laughs> yeah my website head of me corona we'll put it in the show notes because probably no one's gonna it's know how Jeremiah's, to spell that but, uh, it's spelled. that's pretty much it in in my mind <laughs> exactly yes um, yeah. All right. Sorry, I cut you off. Anything else? Uh no. That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. Cool. All right. So he sells dope merch. We'll pop a link in there for that as well. Um, so <laughs> if you liked what you heard, <laughs> then subscribe because there'll be plenty more of that medicine. Uh, leave us a review so we can get the word out. Spread the connection. Spread the love. Um, and share it with anyone that you think would benefit from this conversation. I am sending everyone so much love. Yes, please. And... Woo! <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, you know, invite you to think about how you can connect more. If anything has inspired you, then I'd love you to drop us a line. Let us know. This podcast is going to have a separate Instagram account. Speaking of Instagram. Um, and <laughs> leave us a review. Let us know what you liked. I'm sending you so much love. And we'll see you next time.